oh, that's way too obvious. But I will die on this hill. The stranger is Gandalf. I don't care what anyone says. That is Gandalf. Mm-hmm. He most likely is, I think. Yeah. Is he not supposed to be Gandalf? Or it's still up in the air? People are still putting up the air. And I think you, every single one of you are 100% wrong. It's Gandalf. I've said that from the beginning. I just assumed it was Gandalf. Yeah. It's Gandalf. You're most likely right. I'm I'm willing to be wrong on this. And we are live with another episode of the Key Talks. Today, the Key Talks, the Ring of Power. Uh, it's Lord of the Rings, Amazon Prime Video uh, inspired uh, slash prequel. Uh, there's a lot to go over with this show. Uh, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings and a fan of Rings of Power, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And uh, today I got two awesome fans and two awesome people. That's not four people total. It Both people are awesome people and awesome fans, which is, you know, great for booking. Um, let me introduce, <laughs> let me introduce my guests, uh, for today. First, we got, uh, 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 Lord of the Rings, uh, expert, dare I say expert, Annex Wilson. Annex, are you an expert? Uh, no, nowhere close. Uh, but I know bits and pieces. Okay. And I fake the rest of it. You're underselling yourself. But, but thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, people out there are like, oh, man, I, I heard Dimitri was going to uh, 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 invite an expert on. And now they he invited someone with bits and pieces. <laughs> what, what's he doing? Uh, I've read the Silmarillion three times, maybe twice, yeah, three times. What 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 would get you to an expert level? Uh, I mean, I, I I know people who have spent decades on this thing, so. Those people, people who have like actual degrees in Lord of the Rings. Mm. I'm a slightly more than casual fan. Okay. Are they as likable as you though? Oh, they're lovely. Lovely people. Yeah. I love spending time with the nerds. They're like the upper echelons of Lord of the Rings nerds. I don't, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come out and say that I don't think they're as good as you. So (laughs) thank you so much for coming on on the show. Appreciate that. (laughs) Second, our second guest, and I don't know, did I say that my name uh, is Dimitri Pereira and I'm the host of The Keeg? Anyway, moving on past me, uh, my second guest, we got Mariah Carley, who I did an Instagram live chat with, uh, let's just say a month, a two months ago. Mariah, how you doing? It's been a while. I'm doing well. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm so glad that you love Lord of the Rings uh, as much as you do. Uh, I am a big Lord of the Rings. I'm more of an enthusiast. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a, an aesthetic. It's a lifestyle at this point. Yeah, that, that's good. Because um, you do a lot. Like, you're all over with cosplay and all the different things mm-hmm. that you cosplay and that you do online with your content creation. And, um, like, the fact that you like Lord of the Rings also, I was like, Let's bring Mariah anything, on. <laughs> yes, anything to get me out of this world and into another one, that's what I like. So, yes. Isn't that the plot <laughs> to Bridge uh, of for, uh, Bridge to Terabithia? Listen, that movie broke me. Let's <laughs> not bring that up. <laughs> Annex, have you read that book? I have not, no. It's, have, a, it's a no, kid's no book. Idea. But, yes, it'll make you cry. I've missed that one, yeah. 
I think um, it's, not, it's, it's not, not really kids. About it. It's not really, I mean, it's geared towards kids. It's like a kid's book on the same level as Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Adults it's not can like enjoy a, it as well. It's not like a picture book, like the yeah. very hungry caterpillar. Yeah. It's not like it that. has adult like elements older children. To it. Yeah. 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 Uh, if anyone's out there watching us on uh, online, they can see our faces, they can see our social media handles uh, that I have displayed. Uh, then you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, wherever you're watching us, thank you so much for watching us. But if you're listening to us and you can't see all that, that's probably because uh, either your eyes are closed or you're listening to our podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. So wherever you guys digest us, uh, tell us hi. You know, let us know that you're out there. Um, we're we're here to talk about Rings of Power, which I uh uh is a is it a is it a direct prequel to Lord of the Rings? Is that how it works? Yes. Um, it, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. It yes, it's supposed to be a, a prequel to the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings story, which we do get a little glimpse of what's happening in the beginning of Lord of the Rings um, extended mm-hmm. edition. Mm-hmm. So, but we're just making sure that it stays true to what's supposed yeah. to happen. It's it- a loose prequel. It's like. How much can you make it a prequel when you don't have a prequel story? You know, so what? it's just like it's taking bits and pieces and turning it into like fifty hours of show. We'll see how much how much they end up changing. Is it going to be fifty hours of show at the end of it? That's what they keep saying. I guess so, right? Because it would yeah. be five seasons. Yeah, like their contract would be five roughly, seasons, right? Yeah. yeah. About 45 hours, 50, depending on if we get like a two-hour episode at some point. Right. Maybe for the finale or something. I mean, yeah, it's only a matter of time till they pull like an actual Lord of the Rings, like extended cut length, like series finale, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I think the finale will be two hours. It's gotta be two hours. I mean, just to be honest, they made took a one book of The Hobbit and made it into three movies. So they can <laughs> yes they can do that with this so as much yeah. this is like and technically this isn't a book if i'm not mistaken it's like more like an encyclopedia right is this what mm-hmm. they're getting the information from was from the encyclopedia yeah pretty much like the appendices of is Lord of the rings and bits and pieces from the Silmarillion. is the Silmarillion a story so sort of it's it's written more like it's it's supposed to be a history book history of the elves and it's written by an elf, I believe. Um, and it sort of starts with like the creation story and it talks about all the god, quote unquote gods in Middle Earth. Um, and then it goes on. And then the main story is basically about these three jewels. I think they mentioned in the show, these three jewels that were stolen by the Dark Lord Morgoth. And then the elves go to war for centuries to get it back. And that's basically what the book is. I think the entirety of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is like 10 pages of the Silmarillion. Like that's mm. in the grand scheme of things, Lord of the Rings isn't that significant in Middle Earth. Like that's that's what Tolkien wrote a story about, but the big climactic stories happened way before that. Interesting. And that's what the is. Yeah. Okay. What is the behind the scenes reason? Because I've heard different things for the Rings of Power, like their their continuity. 
let's just say. Like, do they not have full rights to it? No, no. no uh, it, it's because of the yeah. Tolkien, the Tolkien or Tolkien family, um, like that. The founding. There's only so much you can say without getting canceled by them. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> they own um, some of the rights, and they want their logistics. So like, for instance, like even Peter Jackson went off of script from the books and everything mm -hmm. like that. So like technically, like there you have like the lord of the rings the books and you know the encyclopedia from tolkien himself but then you have like the movies where it's like peter like you have to say like lord of the rings peter jackson versions because there are ones that the tolkien family actually made and it's an animated version that's more true to the books it's mm. themselves so it's like this i would have to say if anything maybe this will connect to the peter jackson version mm -hmm like to mm -hmm. the movies not necessarily like the books like the books are like kind of like kind of like game of thrones like we've gotten off the books already there's elements from those that aren't in the book so they're like it's canon in the book series but it's not canon in the tv show series basically yeah mm -hmm. that that makes yeah. that makes sense to me i mean it sounds very complicated but uh and and i should i should disclose that i'm a relatively new a uh, uh, viewer of Lord of the Rings related content because uh, I had seen the the three movies years back uh, with a friend who essentially forced me to watch it because I was like, eh. and then he forced me to watch it and I was like, eh, okay, a little bit of higher uh, higher pitch of eh, okay, uh, <laughs> and then Rings of Power came out and I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot, you know. Um, but it, it it's funny because uh, that you say that because uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Watchmen. So there was like the Watchmen book, the comic book, um, which was its own thing. And it was, you know, it's universally praised and whatnot. I have my opinions. Uh, then there was Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, which was not as universally praised. And it does deviate a lot from the comic book. And then when HBO Max did their Watchmen series, which was a sequel, like years later, sequel, it is a sequel of the comic book and it's not a sequel of the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so Yeah, that's basically that's basically what they're doing is it's in essence it's a prequel of the books. But mm -hmm. it has a lot of because you just can't avoid it. It has a lot of like it feels like a prequel of the movies. Mm. Yes. Just because the movies are so big. Yeah. And also like they can't they can't do the Silmarillion because they don't have rights to the Silmarillion. Mm -hmm. um and it's then the simple reason for that is that um i think they bought the rights to like the lord of the rings tv rights to lord of the rings for like a quarter of a billion dollars or something the silmarillion would be a lot more expensive because Why? it's got so many the silmarillion has so many stories that you could turn into films into tv shows into animated shows it's got so many stories in it that like the Tolkien estate is not selling that cheap but they so, are willing to sell it just not cheap they're, they're, I, I, think, I think they will. I, I don't know if they will, because if anyone has the money for it, I feel like it's Amazon. Mm -hmm. But like maybe well, Amazon's we'll testing we'll the waters, see. right? That's true. I maybe. think that's what they're doing. I think I have a theory that Amazon will eventually buy it. Uh, yeah. To build their own Lord of the Rings universe like MCU is doing. This right. It, they're, they're seeing if Rings of Power will work. Is, is the Tolkien estate... By the way, is it Tolkien or Tolkien? 
Tolkien? It's however you want to say it. Okay. I say Tolkien. Apparently, it's Tolkien. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, I've heard uh, Tolkien. I say Tolkien. I say Tolkien. Okay. Okay. Um, is the estate kind of like uh, like pushing pushing substances? They're like, hey, you want a little taste? Little rings of power for you? Not maybe you, you know. If it goes well, then you can have all of this. They're trying to get Amazon hooked. We don't know. We have to. It's. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the estate is sort of like they know how valuable the product they have is. Yeah. Especially now in the days of like everyone wants a fantasy show like Game of Thrones. They yeah. know how valuable it is. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think based on what's happening, I think Amazon will eventually get rings of uh, will eventually get the Silmarillion. Okay. It just makes sense. That that's they, just they will try to at least. That's your theory that they will eventually mm-hmm. get the whole thing. Yeah. If this does well, and there'll right? be a lot more. Sorry. If this does well, right? Because they have five seasons of this show, so they they're probably going to finish the five seasons and then, like, see if they can buy more. Maybe. Oh, in between, if they're taking like two years to make a season, we'll see. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, but there's there's a lot lot more like first stage prequel stuff that they can make if they have a Silmarillion. And I I would love to see it. I think the stories in the Silmarillion are incredible. I would you know like there's like a, there's like a brilliant love story called um, of Beren and Luthien, which I would love to see as like a two part film. Oh, it would be amazing. Or like of Durin Durumba, which is like sort of like this Greek tragedy, incredibly dark series, and it would be amazing as like a miniseries or something. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of stories, and I think someone would eventually get them. And he claimed he's not an expert. <laughs> I read it twice. It's, it's, that's <laughs> it. I, 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 know, I know titles of books. <laughs> um, oh, is it? <laughs> I, I want to know, before we get into the actual, like, Rings of Power meat of this episode, I want to know, well, first question is, whether you got into fantasy as a genre first and then lord of the rings related uh content or you got into that and then got into other fantasy related stuff through that like what got you into uh lord of the rings the hobbit all that the token well i i would actually have to say for me from a very young age the very first books like i can remember reading were like the chronicles of narnia mm. so fantasy has always been there and of course c.s lewis and um tolkien were friends and everything like that and i actually didn't um get into lord of the rings until the movies came out which whenever the movies came out i wasn't like i was young i was it came out when 2001 two something when like it, the movie. first movie yeah yeah so i was in first second grade i was I was a child yeah, and I was into Disney at the time. So of course that kept my mind in it. I didn't get into like, I remember seeing the movies, like watching like my uncles watching it, my friends watching it. It was always there and I enjoyed it. Um, watched it in school for a literature class and always liked it, but it wasn't until about a few, like probably about 10 years ago, eight, 10 years ago, my ex actually took me to go see the hobbit the he the third hobbit in theaters <laughs> yeah as a first date and 
I don't know if this tells you about the movie, but I knew exactly what was going on. Just I haven't seen the other two Hobbit movies and I mm-hmm. hadn't really like sit down, really watch Lord of the Rings. But from that third movie, I knew exactly what was happening. <laughs> and I was like, OK, cool. Um, don't know if that means it's a bad movie or if that means it's a good movie. But um, so that's how I got into Lord of the Rings. And then um, he took me to go see it because he was like, um, I don't have time to explain it. He go, He's a big Lord of the Ring. He's an expert. He speaks um, Elvish. He knows all of it. And he's like, I don't have time to, um, to show you the films. I have to watch this. And I just sat there and I was like, okay. So we watched Lord of the Rings together. And now I have a Hobbit background in my room. <laughs> uh that's we're a, not together we're not together but the lord of the rings stayed so. right right <laughs> uh that's it's just brought up a lot of questions okay uh <laughs> it is is the third hobbit movie a great first date movie i like and where was he rushing to that that he was just like premier- i got no time to explain <laughs> i got no time i can't go into this we're seeing hobbit three right now and you're like what we were this is our first date it's like look shush yeah actually, i think it, it was technic- mm-hmm. i think it was actually our third day oh. because we started we, we yeah because we started like seeing each other during and it was like the premiere night and he's just like mm-hmm. i have to see this he was like we have to go to this movie and that was the very first movie we saw and i was like okay and mm-hmm. i just sat there and i just watched him i think he left the theater very disappointed but i was just like oh i got to see dragons that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, dragons were like the first like ten minutes of that film, right? Right, and, and then yeah, and then they died, and then it was just like elves and dwarves just arguing for a while. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I I don't think Battle of the Five Armies is a good first date or even a third date film. I would go with like the Lord of the Rings marathon would be a great date. That's like no, a great that's like third it. date. Yeah, but at the same time though. If, since since I liked it, then I got to watch. And you need a lot of time to watch Lord of the Rings. So I think it, mm-hmm. for the first or third date to watch Lord of the Rings, that's a lot of commitment to ask from someone. Um, yeah. On on the first day. Yeah. So I mean, especially oh, he yeah. ma- especially he made me watch the extended edition, and then he told me he's that type of person that has to pause and let you know this is oh, what yeah. happened at this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's that type of person. So. Oh. It takes a lot. So yeah, but it's okay. I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying that I would not pull something like that. Pull a, like uh like let, we have to watch <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Like we're gonna do that on a date. Um I get it. It just wouldn't wouldn't be the Hobbit uh number three for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, I haven't I haven't seen the Hobbit trilogy. Movies. I haven't seen them, so you're not missing much. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it was it was okay. Yeah. yeah. It was slightly disappointing. Especially the third one. Especially the third one. It's rough. Were, were yeah. they trying to squeeze the juice out of like out of the, the concept? Is that why they made it into three movies? For, I mean oh, it was yeah, supposed to be want... a it was supposed to be two films, um, directed by Guillermo del Toro, which would have been incredible. Uh, and then he sort of pulled out because of being the studio was being really annoying and like the studio wanted three films 
Um, and then Gabe and Del Toro just pulled out and then they were like, all right, we'll get Peter Jackson back in. And Peter Jackson did not want to do it because he was tired after Lord of the Rings. And they were like, no, do the trilogy. And you can tell he's tired. And the third film is the Battle of the Five Armies is like one chapter. I think it's something like 16 pages of the book or something. And they turned it into a three hour film. And yeah. it's rough and it's long. And it's, it's the one of the only Lord of the Rings thing where I like skip forward. Oh, I'm just like, I, when I rewatch, I'm just like skipping that. I'm skipping that. I'm skipping that. I cannot be asked to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind I don't of think like. I've, I don't think I've rewatched it. Like, usually I will rewatch movies and everything, like Lord of the Rings, like Two Towers. I have watched that so many times in the past, like eight mm-hmm. years. But I think I've only watched Through the Hobbit one time. That's fair. I, I, I wouldn't. And I read the books, though. I love the book, but I can't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny that we, you know, that I, I come in at this from a different genre. Like, my specialty is, like, comic books, specifically, like, science fiction, but, like, sci-fi, fantasy, and whatever. I feel like disappointment is uh, is a concept across many fandoms. Um, mm-hmm. The the dark phoenix uh storyline that keeps getting oh, made in x-men we movies can't. but never right uh yeah so mm-hmm. you know i can i can empathize uh annex what got you into into lord of the Rings stuff um He's British. Uh, <laughs> 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 we, it's a thing we have to we all have to read it yeah. we'll have to read the books um yeah it's the first book we will have to read yeah well they kidding, well, as a baby they sort you into your hogwarts house and then hand you a <laughs> hand you a stack of token uh books no they give you a ring and yeah. you have to go on an adventure yeah. oh. that's what it is well that's yeah. how yeah. as soon as you learn to walk as soon as you learn to walk they just give you the ring yeah a wizard shows really up old. to your house yeah. and asks you mm-hmm. if you want to go to hogwarts or middle earth that's yeah. what happens mm-hmm. that's basically it yeah that's no, I was, um, I came to Lord of the Rings much later than, because I, I was like, I was like one or two years old when the films came out. So it was a long time before um, I watched the films. I read the book first, technically, um, because I got into fantasy through the series called uh, The Belgariad by David Eddings. It's uh, very much a Lord of the Rings ripoff from the 70s or 80s or something. Um, What's it called? It's Okay. Uh, it's called the Belgariad. It's by David Eddings. Okay. Um, I loved it. I I loved the books as a kid when I was in like early teens because the protagonist is like fourteen years old and I was around twelve or thirteen and I was like that could be me, and it was very much that sort of thing. So I reread that over and over and over again. And then it was my school librarian who was like, "Hey, do you want to read something new?" and told me to read The Hobbit. And so I read The Hobbit, loved it, understood it. And then tried to read Lord of the Rings and was like, I have no idea what's going on in this book. Yeah. Like, people are walking, people are talking. There's a 50-page chapter where they're just sitting around giving backstory. There was a Council of Elrond I got so lost. Um, but I finished it and I was just like, that was terrible. I hated it. I was like, I'm never read, like, I want to go back to Belgariad and David Eddings. I don't want to read Tolkien. And then it, I don't know, it was probably like six years ago, five or six years ago, I think. When I, um, yeah, because I hated the book, my, my friends would be like, you have to watch Lord of the Rings. And I'd be like, no, it's boring. It's just people walking and talking. Like, why would I bother with this thing? Um, and I, so I didn't go to see The Hobbit in theaters either. Because it's like, I can't be asked for this. 
Uh, and then it was just one summer where I was bored and I just kind of, I think Netflix had the extended editions at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, and it came up and I thought, all right, I'll watch this. And I put it on. And I think I watched all three films over that weekend and loved it. I was like, oh, yep. this is incredible. Oh, this is actually really good. Mm. And then I went back to the books and I was like, okay, now I read it and I get it. I see, I see what people are talking about. Aragon's yes. not the same. Aragon's better in no. the movies. He's a lot better in the movies than the, in the He's book. He's a character in the movie, but Faramir is better in the book. Yeah. yeah. I like Frodo more in the book as well. I think Frodo in the movie is a bit, yeah. It's what a very about, different character in the book. What about Sam? Sam, Sam, don't touch both. him. Don't He's touch him. We don't talk about Sam. Yeah, no one yeah. dishes. Oh. Yeah, no one. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> no one talks about Sam. He's precious. He's He gets protected at all costs. <laughs> I feel like everybody and likes reading in the right? books. Yeah, yeah, he's great in the books. He's great in the films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, since you're new, I have to ask you a question. How are you liking um, the Rings of Power? Uh, uh, so okay, so here here is my backstory with with Lord of the Rings and stuff. So, yep. um, the first time I ever heard of okay, so no, let me back up. Uh, so I'm a big, I'm a big like comic book science fiction uh, uh, fan. So the first books that I were re- was reading were Star Wars related books, like the expanded mm-hmm. universe when I was a kid before the prequels came out, and then um, Animorphs, like Animorphs. I bring this, I've been bringing this up a lot lately, but Animorphs was like one of my biggest series when I was a kid. Um, and in the in the book Animorphs, one of the one of the characters because they're all kids. One of the characters was like, I chose to do a book report on Lord of the Rings. And little, I forgot that Lord of the Rings is like three books in one. So I have to do three, read three books, to do one book report. So there was like this little joke about it. And, uh, but you know, he has to go and fight aliens. And so like, he can't get his book report done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it sounds way more juvenile than it is. The, the <laughs> premise of Animorphs is being a child soldier and dealing with like PTSD. Oh. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know. Everybody, everybody thinks Animorphs is just kids who turn into animals and that's it. But they're doing that to fight a proxy war in like an intergalactic um kind of body snatchers situation. Um and they <laughs> see a lot of people die. Um, and it just messes with them over 50 books. Anyway, the point being is that was my first introduction to just the concept of Lord of the Rings. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't really too big into fantasy. But then in in freshman year of high school, I joined the fantasy club just for a couple couple weeks. And they just showed Fellowship of the Rings, but the first half hour of it. And I was bored out of my mind. I was like, I'm not coming back to fantasy club or Lord of the Rings. Anyway, uh, fast forward to like my friend being like, we'll, we'll, we'll do a night. We'll do a marathon. And we'll just like watch it together. And I'm like, Okay, so then I'm like, I watched it with him and like he liked it. So that kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I have my I I have my opinions on Lord of the Rings and like fantasy in general, which is it tends to be very Eurocentric. Um, I'm not a big fan of like swords and sorcery stuff because I think that like medieval times, quote unquote, medieval time stuff is like overplayed a lot. Like we always dive back in that well, uh, and then also the lack of characters of color. 
And so when Rings of Power came out, I was like, I will give it a shot. I said it was lack of characters of color. They're throwing some characters of color in here. We'll see how it goes. And then I watched it. So if the question is how do I like Rings of Power as we're moving into talking about the actual show, um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I want more of it, but uh, uh, I don't know where it's going. I have like fresh eyes on everything. So all these like little su- subtle hints I'm not picking up on because I'm not um, well-versed. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, so I, if you're talking about subtle hints, I, I'm assuming we can go into spoilers for this. Yeah. Rings of the Power, right? Did you have theories of Halbrand was out of? Did you have, did that ever cross your mind? Yes. Because I liked him. And that's how I knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, like, I, I'd be honest. I was like, oh, I like this character. I was like, because I always go for toxic men. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is yeah. It's too good. <laughs> yeah, too good. I would have. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Yeah. And, but, and also it was like, also like, I'm usually wrong 90% of the time. So if I thought that I was like, okay, that's, it's too obvious. Right. Cause we were like, it's like the signs were all there, but I was just like, oh, that's way too obvious, but I will die on this hill. The stranger is Gandalf. I don't care what anyone says that is Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Is it not Most likely? Is, I think. is he not yeah. supposed to be Gandalf or it's still up in the air? People are still putting up the air. And I think you Every single one of you are 100% wrong. It's Gandalf. I just assumed it was Gandalf. Yeah, it's Gandalf. You're most likely right. I'm I'm willing to be wrong on this, but I don't... I I, I got persuaded into the Gandalf camp as the show went on, because at first I was like, I don't want him to be Gandalf. I don't want him to be Gandalf. And then as I saw him interact with the Halfords, I was like, you know what, this is kind of cute. Sense. Like, yeah, sense. this is how Gandalf fell in love with the Hobbits, and it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And he'd make a really good Gandalf. And I was like, fine, all right. But then he's going east. And Gandalf, and it's like... Well, he's going east, but doesn't mean he's going to make it there. You're right. You're right. That is true. Yeah. That is true. So that's where yeah. he's going. And and they're <clears> going <throat> to a place where Sar- Saruman is already... Well, he could already be at. Maybe. Um, yeah. So that's who they're going to meet. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's him. They're not going to make it there. They're, not, they're just going to get like halfway fine okay and they're going to get Maybe. stopped what's the problem with going east he gandalf never went east they're going they're heading to um what's it called it starts with an r rowan uh, uh, there's like a yeah. proper way to say it but i just say room yeah yeah and um gandalf in in the books gandalf never went there sarmon did who is the white yeah he actually went there so there's a lot of argument back and forth is whether that was him gandalf or is that saruman and i'm like no so no. oh I don't think he's saruman. already there is that saruman. part of the theory that Sar- that he's saruman instead of instead of gandalf i think i think he's one yes. of the blue wizards saruman maybe but i think he's too friendly with the hobbits to be saruman because Saruman is not keen on the Hobbits. Yeah. I think he's one of the blue wizards who were two other wizards that I think get mentioned once in the books. Um, and they're, they're like two wizards who went to the east and south. And like Gandalf and Saruman and Radagast were the ones staying in the western, what we call Middle Earth, but like Middle Earth refers to the whole continent. But 
the western portion, the northwest portion of Middle Earth. Mm. There's um, too many signs. He uses yeah. a white light. He uses a moth, mm -hmm. and he says, "Follow your nose." It's, that's Gandalf. That's the line. That's the line. Where I was like, oh, this is Gandalf. This is Gandalf. Yeah. I mean, to to be fair, follow your nose is also Toucan Sam from Fruit Loop cereal. <laughs> follow your nose wherever <laughs> it goes. So he could be Toucan yeah. Sam. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. The crossover. It's a yeah. wild theory, but has mm -hmm. anyone has anyone put that out there? I don't. I don't think so. I think you just did. Yeah, you just you heard it here it. first. Yeah, when it uh, turns out to be true. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to see in Rings of Power because again, I have very limited expertise with all this. I would love to see them go. Who's it? Who's even Easter than 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 Saruman and wherever? Like the guys on the on the elephants, like that just show up so, in Lord of the Rings. And like, that's the only time. Yeah. Like, you know, you know. So those are the uh, those are the Haradrim or the ha people from Harad, uh -huh. and that's like south. That's like south of Gondor, south of Mordor. They come from way below, um, and it's like a desert sort of place. Um, so Rune is sort of like right next. Yeah, basically, um, Rune is east, slightly east, and um, but then Tolkien doesn't go into it a lot. But there are, he he makes mentions of like. In the Far East, if you keep going beyond Rune, um, there are like empires and civilizations and great places that doesn't concern the story, but they're there and they're doing their own stuff, like beyond what even like Saruman went to. Um, mm. Essentially like alluding to if this is a map of the world, alluding to sort of like East Asia, yeah. like China, yeah. like that far, if you go that far, it's like great empires and civilizations and I'm assuming they do stuff, but we don't know. And that's as far as Tolkien says. I would love to see that. That's you know, just I don't know if we'll go that far, but I think we'll go to room. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, in, in five seasons, we could do a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were we saying? Oh, Gandalf and uh, I never thought Halibrand was anyone other than himself, mostly because I don't know the lore. So I was just like, yeah, he's just another human king. But then they started like doing this thing with the Southlands and I'm like they keep popping up Southlands Southlands is that is that where Mount Doom is like I thought like is that where all that is like I don't know the maps um so I got kind of you know I don't think I know enough to be creating theories other than I just assume that guy was Gandalf yeah I think most people did yeah the map, the Southlands thing though, is when they released the maps, um, and like they had the Southlands on the map. I think one of the early maps, uh, because I was so deeply into like the people who like the the real proper experts who know the map so well, and they were like making theories. And I was reading them. I was like, oh, the Southlands is Mordor. Oh, those people are screwed. Like, oh, that yeah. place is screwed because that is Mordor, and that mountain is going up soon. I didn't think it would be this season. But I, I didn't think so either. Be, yeah, mm -hmm. it, I thought, oh, it's going to be like second season when Sauron actually shows up. But no, no. like season one. To be honest, up. I thought how it was going to end, the season was going to end was with the how season, what episode seven ended inside the um, dwarf cave. Mm. Oh, and that yeah. were inside the mountain and everything like that. And I really thought that's how, like, 
because I called that from the beginning. I was like, oh my goodness, like this, their friendship, that this is related to the fellowship when they went to, you know, they went to and like speak friend and everything like that. Like, I know how that's all going to connect and everything. So I was like, okay, this is how they're going to um, end it. And what's the the demon's name that's inside the... The Balrog? The Balrog. Bel- yeah. Yeah, Belrog. I really thought that that was going to be how the season was going to end was with that cliffhanger. But no, it gave us one more and then they ended with mm-hmm. Mordor and I was like, yeah, yeah, yo, dude, <laughs> <laughs> not expecting it. Yeah. Uh, what uh, do you guys have a numerical score for, for how you feel? felt this season was out of 10 let's just say and then you don't have to explain yourself too much and we'll go into everything um but like what do we got we got a number yeah i do um first half was really slow for me and well i love it like visually it's a 10 i do think it was really it missed the mark i really wish amazon would have just spent the money and like on fridays or saturdays let this be in theater if this was in theater and we i come back and watch it every week go to like made deal with amc and went to go watch it hundreds this would have been a 10 out of 10 movie because it i had so many distractions around me that it took mm-hmm. me out of it and i can only watch it during the day because of what my night schedule so i it so basically my lifestyle kind of like put a damper on it and then coming back every week and i wasn't really into it because i was like it's going to take me out of it i want to be submersed into this world and i really wish amazon would just like each once a week like put the like let people um that want to go watch it in theaters because it's visually there that this could be in the movie, which they did that for the first two episodes for um, special screenings for mm. fans. And I really think that they should have done this for the whole entire season. Yeah. There might be American antitrust laws. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure because there used to be, they've been breaking it a lot, but there used to be a um, a rule that you can't produce, uh, distribute, and exhibit. Mm-hmm. um off the same company because then you're just creating this mm-hmm. chain of 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 you know production to to whatever um but i don't know whether that applies anymore yeah so there's but, also the thing with the rights that they have uh that amazon has tv rights to lord of the rings right. um which is kind of i think it hasn't been confirmed but the the prevailing suggestion is that because the Special screenings that they did for episodes one and two were free, completely free. Um, and the reason is that Amazon cannot legally sell tickets, mm. cannot sell okay. theater tickets for the show uh, because they can't show it in theaters for money. Like they can give away free tickets, but they can't charge people for it because they only have TV rights. They don't have film rights. That makes sense. Uh, that might be part. Of, but I think I think you're right because I, I saw episode one and two in a theater. Um and then I saw uh, episode eight, the, the finale I got um, on the Friday in like London. I think Empire was doing a screening um, as part of their podcast. Um, and I, so I got to see episode eight on a big screen as well, on like in a theater screen. And I loved episode eight. I liked, I liked the finale so much. And then I went on the internet and people were like, oh no, that was terrible. It was a bad ending. And I was just like, no, I loved it. And I think part of the reason could be that when you see it on a big screen, 
like the effects show up so much more and like the way the way it looks just overwhelms everything else and I, you're just like i don't know if yeah, it's some just things that. don't make sense but right yeah. I, I i don't know if it's just the effects like you said the effects but i think it also like because of the effects it helps you understand the story better because the story mm-hmm. is there I, I I believe yeah. the acting is there, the story is there, but it just like when you watch it at home, maybe it's because I'm ADHD and I can't pay attention to every little detail. But like when you're watching on the big screen, and I'm a little jealous that you got to see episode eight on the big screen. Like yeah. it, it was, just it was my makes friend, you. Yeah. Um, it was basically Empire was doing a screening, and uh, they did it on Twitter, and they were like, I think the screenings sold out so quickly, and then my friend was just like getting in touch with the people and was like, hey, is there any extra screenings? And so we managed to get two more. Um, and yeah, and that was really, and it was also a really weird experience because we we were watching it with basically 300 other Lord of the Rings nerds who like managed to snack tickets. So when like the Halbrand reveal came up and like all those sequences were happening, we were all just gasping and like clapping and cheering at all the right times. So, oh. And I think that communal experience helps as well with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I think this is this is a show that's meant to be watched with other people. That's fair. I love that. I, that's the same feeling I got in the, in Avengers. And I actually was like upset about that yesterday because I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to have that experience again. Oh, yeah. Because watching Endgame. Yeah, well, that and also like because I for the past 10 years, I went with the same three people and well, three, four people every time and being there with my friends and my family watching it and uh, opening night being there with a bunch of in well, for instance, in game, just being there with a bunch of fans and we were in one of those like theaters that everyone was clapping and cheering, gasping all at the right times. And I was just like thinking about that last time. It's like, I'm not going to be able to experience that again because everyone's so hateful on everything, can't enjoy anything <laughs> yeah. anymore. And also, and also, I think it's because um, I have to say, product, um, TV companies and everything like that, and Disney and now Amazon, they're all putting out so much content that it's not. It, I almost want to say that it's like diluting it. Like it's 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 hard to keep up with for me. Yeah. That being said, I would say that Spider-Man No Way Home did get close to the Avengers Endgame experience. That was just nostalgia, though. That was because of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't because, like, we've been waiting 10 years for this moment and, like, several movies. That was only because we're just geeky nerds and we needed (laughs) to see our nostalgia of our, you know, Spider-Man. That's what it was. We were all rooting for... Yeah, because I mean, also we just gotten out of a pandemic too, and yeah. then we we've been holding on to nostalgia for so long, and we needed something to remind us. But no, I don't think the excitement for No Way Home is going. I can't compare it to Endgame. No, at all. No, Endgame was a whole different yeah. Beast. Yeah. Or Infi- uh, Infinity War was like the way I don't know. Yes. How that <laughs> ended? You left the theater like contemplating like what is life? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. I would say that if you're waiting for something that's 10 years in the making, then you have to wait 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it I works. Think, yeah. If if Rings of Power uh like builds upon seasons and it like keeps improving, then I think when the season when season five finale drops, it will be big because uh like the battle well, we know how it's going we know how it's yeah, going to end. Yeah, we know the ending. I mean the ending of this <laughs> show is the beginning of fellowship. 
Wait, really? Wait. Oh yeah, you know the um, you know the, the massive battle that we here see, the beginning of the fellowship, mm-hmm. like uh, Gladiol's like uh, speech. Yeah, like that is the end of the. Uh, be it would be like a. I don't know if it would be the end end, but it would be the last couple episodes. Well, it'd be like I think if they're doing it properly, that whole battle is like eight years. It's like an eight year war against our. So I think it could be like the last season could be that war. Mm-hmm. And so like so Sauron's ring getting cut off and stuff, that could be the last couple of episodes. That okay. Could be big. Interesting. If they keep spending this much money on it as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then the cause all the characters that are in that battle, they're we're laying down their fan foundation right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um did you guys give give me the score of what you think this uh season was? Oh, I can't give a score yet. I have to watch. The, I have to finish the rest of the seasons. I can't. I don't know. You can't like, grade I, this season until ten years uh, from now. I probably not because I did that with Game of Thrones, and look what happened. You were not <laughs> responsible for Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. It was not your don't, fault. I got PTSD. It's okay. <laughs> they gave me like I'm like I'm obviously watching um House of Dragons and I'm loving it, but I'm just like, please don't do this to me again. Yeah. <laughs> please, I'm nervous. I think, I think not. They have an ending, right? They have an ending for House of the Dragon. They have the book. And they know how, yeah. I mean they uh, Martin hasn't written part two of Fire and Blood, but the story of like the dance of the dragons has ended in the book. So it's fine. Um, I can I can give it a score. I can give it um I think a hard seven point five. I could maybe push it to an eight, but probably like a seven point five. Yeah. I'll give it an eight right now. Actually, no. Yeah. I would no. I, I'm sorry. I, I'll give it a nine. Okay. I'll give it a nine. I give it a nine <clears throat> because I I have other shows that I put up in the eight spot, and I think it's better than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll give it a nine. Mm. I'm not only reason why I can't give it a ten is because it's hard for me to watch Lord of the Rings on a TV. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would give it a six. Um, and but that's coming from someone who who uh, uh, mm. is kind of almost just getting introduced to all these all these things. Um, but I see a potential for um, the show getting better and better over time and picking up pace. And then that also includes my own involvement in kind of the fandom, right? As right. I'm getting like more and more invested into it. Um, but it's one of those things. I don't know whether I can, I can um, uh, recommend this show to like too many people. Uh, do I, you guys feel that way? Yeah. My mom tried to ask me about it. And I was like, I don't have the time or patience to deal with it. So yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a huge like Game of Thrones fan and just getting her into that and like explaining those characters, like, like it's a lot. And then I'm at the same time, like now she's like, I never watched Lord of the Rings. I mean, I should do that. Everyone's talking about it. I was like, no, do not. I don't have the patience. <laughs> yeah. Like she can barely understand Game of Thrones. There's no way she's going to do this. So. Right. I'm, I'm trying to slowly get my mom into, uh, like the MCU stuff, because she's seen a good, like some of the movies, but she's like in the down to earth kind of movies, like the <clears throat> Iron Man or like, like, I guess Spider-Man at this point is fairly down to earth as opposed to like Thor and like Thor Ragnarok and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I think we saw Ant-Man 
which is relatively like a simple concept. Uh, but I'm trying to get my mom more into the MCU. I can't I can't get her into Lord of the Rings. That would be that'd be so tough. Yeah, my yeah. mom's in my mom, um, I don't know if she's really into it. She watches it with us and everything like that, but my mom also cosplays as um some of the MCU characters and Star oh. Wars characters with us. So That's cute. she is yeah, she's That's the cool. reason like I don't know if she's really like it. She likes it, but she took us to the movies to go see these when we were kids. So yeah. she mm-hmm. she knows how we are, but she'll also but also she'll make fun of us too at the same time. She'll she'll watch it, then she'll make fun of us for being nerds. Like cause my my siblings are also big nerds, but she'll bias everything, bias our lightsabers, bias uh, I have Infinity Gauntlet and everything like that. But then she'll just give it to us. It's like, you can go nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do, uh, do you do Lord of the Rings cosplays? I actually, yes, I have a... Yes, I do have a couple that just elf inspired, but I am in the process of doing a gender bent of Aragon. I do a lot of gender bent um, cosplays just because, um, well, obviously some of the women, there's not a lot of women in fantasy. It's always men. And I do see myself like in, if I'm a movie Aragon, that's very much my personality trait. Like love that. So I'm in the process Mm -hmm. of building um, um, Strider uh, version of, Aragorn. When you say the movie the version, version, is is the movie version just more handsome? Is that no, no? It's his. I think he, that's just Vigo. Okay. No, I yeah. no, no, no. In the book version, he's very arrogant. He's very arrogant, and um, um, movie, he's a lot more humble, and but he always chooses to do the right thing every time but in the book Aragon, he is very much like I'm going to do this because I have the rightful I'm the right king I'm doing this because I'm going to be king like that yeah. type of yeah. that's the kind of type of person he I got from it I'm just like like cool cool it dude cool it dude <laughs> now movie Aragon is doing it because he generally cares and he loves and honestly he doesn't really want to be king because of his family history and he's like i don't want to be turned bad basically like he's he's he 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 knows his rightful place and what he should do but he's afraid of his family history because he doesn't want to do wrong basically yeah yeah but he the always does what's right yeah the, the, i think the clear difference between the movie and book aragon is that in the book it's a question of like when he's going to become the king of gondor like it's just like it's a matter of time this is like mm-hmm. I'll get there when I get there. I'll take up the kingship. Um, but in the movie, it's a lot more like, should I do it? Can I be yeah. king? Like it's a it's a lot more of a question. Whereas like, like the big thing is, um, you know how in the film Aragorn doesn't get the sword till he's going to the parts of the dead and like Elrond gives him the sword. But mm-hmm. in the book, Aragorn is carrying around the shards of the sword, like all the time. He's carrying around the broken sword, and the sword gets reforged when they leave Rivendell. Like, yeah, it's a, so it's a matter of like Aragorn when he leaves Rivendell is like, okay, I'm going to go to Gondor eventually and end up the king. And, yeah, it, and it's, it's, it's certainty, like it's just going to happen. So because of that, he throws around and so he brings up the fact that he is the heir of like Gondor quite a lot. And like he's Aragorn and he's I'm the heir of Isildur and that comes up a lot. And like that power, he throws around a lot more than in the film where he's a lot more like insecure and not, not so sure about it. Wait, is that and where I recognize find... the name Isildur? Yeah. 
in yeah. this in yeah. Rings of Power is the is the ancestor of Aragorn. Yeah, we see him in yeah. the beginning of it. That's okay. how this is all. That's how it's going to connect to. See, mm-hmm. you're getting Isildur it. Isildur is um, Aragorn's ancestor. Okay, uh, yep. like thirty something grandfather. Yeah, yeah. But basically, like very how far back. Ar- how I relate mm-hmm. to Aragorn is just the fact that um, he learns his own worth in the movies. Mm-hmm. He he learns that he's worthy. So, yeah. Um, that's why I like him. What were but you yes, guys- he is very handsome too. Wait, who? <laughs> I said yes, and he's also very handsome too. Aragorn, and and you're doing the Strider version, which is the best version of Aragorn, <laughs> right? Wait, what's the handsome. difference? He becomes a king, and it's a bit of a downgrade when he's Strider. Mm-hmm. Strider is pre-king. Is that? Yeah, yeah, Strider is when he meets the hobbits <clears throat> at Ranger version of Aragorn. Okay, and he's all messy, and he's got like rags, and he's covered in dirt. He basically goes by a pseudonym to hide his identity because he doesn't want to be known at the time as the king. Of course, <laughs> as we all do, you know. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the cartoon version of Aragorn because that popped up recently, like on TikTok or whatever. And uh, yeah, good thing you're not doing that version. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the cartoon version of um, Elrond? No, it's, it's crazy. Let me... a cartoon version of the Elrond has a beard. He has like a circlet of stars. He wears weird. He's got like a really narrow face. Big old so... high collar. Yeah. Or the cartoon version of Thranduil. Look up. You, you haven't seen The Hobbit. No. No. Um, but Lee Pace or the cartoon version of Thranduil is very, very different. Oh, yeah. The elves just in general look different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the cartoon, what we imagine as like the elves of Lord of the Rings is what Peter Jackson did with the elves, which like, is the attractive, keep the like human looking people, <clears throat> yeah, with pointy ears, long hairs, they're all skinny, all mildly androgynous at times. And, yeah, yeah. That's, by the that's, way, that's, that's Peter Jackson's elves. Every time I hear Elrond, I think of Elrond Hubbard. Is that normal? The inventor of Scientology. No, never crossed oh, my mind. No, never came up to me. No, no but okay. then again, you do live in an area where <laughs> I, I, I do live in Southern <laughs> yeah. California. We have oh, yeah. there are there is Scientology, though nobody I know is in it. But you know, um, it's right well, there in well, Hollywood. Like real? What's up? Like people for real? People for real? Like in Scientology? Because I I, mean, I don't know here, anyone. Sort of just like. It's illegal in the UK, isn't it? I don't know if it's illegal, but like, I, I, it's sort of like oh. it's a joke that we make of Scientology right. over in the US. But I don't know it's like a, but people oh, no, legitimately a... join. Yeah. I mean, not thing. that I know personally, but yeah, I mean, yeah. people legitimately join because they, they have it in Hollywood. I think they have like two, they have like two locations in Hollywood. Because they're trying to, they're trying to latch on to the people who either have money and are in the industry or are very impressionable because they want to be in the industry. That's their two target. That's their target market, you know? Um, yeah, that's wild. Neither here nor there. But um, yeah, the cartoon versions are very, very interesting. Um, when it comes to Rings of Power and these eight episodes, what was your favorite storyline? Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Well, so speaking of Elrond, there we go. Elrond yeah. and... Um, oh, um, the Dwarf. Yeah, Dwarf, uh, yeah, thank you. And yeah. his wife, oh gosh, his wife is hilarious. I love her. Lisa, I will, Lisa is the yes, best. Yeah. I will die for her. 
she needs to be protected yeah. at all cost. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. It's Doran, yes, Doran, right? Yeah. Yeah, Doran. There we go. Do do it. Doran. 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 But in the show, for every R, they, they do a rolled R oh. because it's Tolkien is inspired by Welsh and then Welsh you have rolled R. So it's like Durin. Mm. Very like, yeah. I but can't yeah, roll my R's. R's. Can you neither? Mm. No, I, I love doing it. It's Durin, <laughs> Elrond, Elrond, Durin. Yeah, all the R's rolled. are rolled R's? Pretty much all of them. Galadriel. Well, Galad- oh, yeah, Galadriel is a bit different. Because we say Galadriel, right? yeah. but in the show they say Galadriel, which is a lot closer to what like, Tolkien originally wrote her name as. Yeah. Um, and like Isildur and like Mordor is all rolled R's. Interesting. Yeah. But it, no, I think those three are the best. They have the best storyline because they have also have the best chemistry. I think Elrond, Doran, and Disa have the best chemistry. They just, every time they're on screen, it's like I literally cried yeah. like the scene like when he was like saying like um he's like Elrond was like oh he was like I only been gone for 20 years and then he was like in 20 years um uh, means nothing to elf but it's a lifetime for a dwarf and I think about I was like <gasps> yeah <laughs> how long do they live like 250 I think 250 is reasonable for a dwarf 300 would be a push yeah what about an elf Oh, centuries. Forever. Yeah. Until they, they, they go, home, until they go west. Yeah. West. Until, right? until they they're go killed, west. or yeah, until they're killed, or they choose to go west. But in the west, they're also immortal. So yeah, elves just live. Mm. What? Okay. What west is the story is... about Elrond's Elrond's brother? Elros. Ah, okay. Elros, Elros. Yeah. So um, this is backstory that they alluded to in the show, but they I don't know if they have the right story. They just didn't have time. But basically. Um, so in the previous age where they were talking about how um, the war that we saw of Morgoth was defeated um, in that war Elrond's father uh, Eärendil was a big part of that war Uh, he was part of the reason the gods came to help and he was part of the reason that Morgoth was defeated Mm. so as part of um, his reward because Elrond's ancestors uh, some of them are human and some of them are elves. Um, and so he's sort of a half-elf, um, in a sense. Half-elf, half-human. So the gods basically... Wait, how, sorry, sorry, how is he half-elf, half-human? So uh, this is a lot of family trees, but Elrond's great-grandfather was human okay. on his father's side, but his great-grandmother was an elf. And same with Elrond's mother's grandmother was an elf, but her grandfather was a human. Okay. And so... On his father's side and his mother's side, he has elf and human. Okay. His ancestry. Uh, because there's been like three separate occasions when elves and humans are children. And one of them is Elrond's great-granddad on his father's side. And the other is his great-granddad on his mother's side. Mm. Um, so because he has, they have both in their, in their ancestry, the Valar are basically like, you can choose to be human or you can choose to be elf. With um, each individual is given a choice? Yeah, Elrond's parent, parents and him and his brother were given the choice. Oh, okay. Um, his his parents chose to be elf, um, and they went west, and they live in the Valinor now. Um, and he, Elrond, chose to be an elf as well. But his brother, Elros, chose to be human. Um, and then he sort of set sail for the island, and he became the first king. Um, of Numenor. So, of Numenor, yeah. Okay. So, and that's why kind of Arwen gets the choice as well, because 
everyone in Elrond's family line gets to choose whether they want to be elf or human. And that's uh -huh. why Arwen chooses to be human. Um, to be with Aragorn. But, yeah, to be with Aragorn. But yeah, that's that's the thing with so Elrond Elrond's um Aragorn is technically like Elrond Elrond's um like nephew several hundred gen like I think like 40 generations removed or something, like 60 generations removed. Mm. But yeah, uh, uh, the founder of Anuminor was Elrond's brother, who chose to be human. Right. Okay. How long do the elves live if they turn human? As long as humans wait, live? wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I did not know that fact. So if that's the case, yeah. if Oh, Aragorn okay, and Owen no. are related. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Well, okay. wait, what? They're related. Yeah. Well, so they're so distantly related that it doesn't even matter anymore. But right. technically, Elrond, Aragorn, um, Aragorn, Elrond's brother was Aragorn's 67th great-grandfather. Oh, yeah, that would. Yeah. So on Aragorn's side, it's like a really long time ago. On Arwen's side, it's her uncle. So they're technically related, but a long, long time ago. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing about family trees in like in, in real life. If you go high enough, you're exponentially creating numbers that exceed yeah. the amount of humans that were ever on Earth. Yeah. Well, and also because way. because Aragorn has that lineage, like that long life. That's where because like he's like he's a human, but they have like extremely like longer life than the normal human. Yeah. Yes. He's oh, older. Yeah, like yeah. In, he's like 83. Oh. In the in the 80, in the yeah, 80 something like that. 80 mid 80s, something. Yeah. Even though he like um, he looks like in yeah. the even in the movies, like he's older and like because him and um someone else was having that conversation and they were like, I thought your line was dead and everything like that. And he's like 83 yeah. years old, but he looks like he's in his like 40s. Yeah. Or yeah. 30s. That's part of the gift that's given to Elros. Elros lives for 500 years, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the answer to my original question, like, right? Is like, yeah. That's not normal human life. It's not, no. So the Numenorians are, Numenorians aren't normal humans. They're oh. a bit more, they're a bit, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger. Um, Elendil in the show, you know, Sildor's father mm. is canonically, he's like seven foot 11. He's very, very tall. Okay. Um, Aragorn is supposed to be like six foot four. Um, they're well, all really tall, really strong, and they live for centuries. It's it's nice that they're giving short king some representation with six foot <laughs> something, you know? Yeah. No, but the heroes <laughs> of the story are the hobbits, and they're like three foot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting and weird, but in a good way. Like all this, like lore and everything, you you got me opening up multiple tabs, um, looking yeah. up all these people. Because when you said Arwen, I'm like Arwen, Arwen, and then I looked it up. I oh, Liv Tyler. Oh, it's Blake. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. <laughs> cool. Um, it gets wilder. Um, so Galadriel is Elrond's mother-in-law. Um, because uh, Galadriel and Celeborn have a daughter, uh, Celebrian, uh, and then Elrond marries. Galadriel's daughter. Um, so Arwen, so Galadriel is Arwen's grandmother. Uh, so yeah, so they're related in that way. But also, uh, Elrond's uh, great grandfather or something. The family trees at this point, I get confused at. But Galadriel's um, Galadriel and Elrond are like 
third cousins, but also she's his mother-in-law. Okay. Like, the Elvish family tree is basically a circle. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, still not as bad as Game of Thrones, but it's still there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're immortal, things get weird. Right. Um. So so your guy, both of you guys' favorite storylines is the Durin. Elrond, Disa kind of storyline in this show? I think so. Yeah. I, think so. Um, I like the Halfwoods. Yeah. I think she, it was getting a cute. bit repetitive. Nori and Poppy are great. Yeah. And um, I think what happened, I think I was more invested into it when I, like, when I was like, okay, that's Gandalf and now there is going to be them two going off and now I'm like, okay, totally into it now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited yeah. to see that storyline next season. But yes, I mm-hmm. do love Elrond and Dordan, Dordan's <laughs> yeah. uh, friendship. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the other different storylines and who I dislike. Any is there anyone you guys dislike? Oh, the kid. But he kind of grew up me at the end. Oh, Bronwyn's kid. Yeah, at yeah. first, like it was that that storyline did. And it, Theo. it kind of Theo, yes. It it kind of <laughs> paid off a little bit at the end. Um, but I kind of felt bad. But at the, his hair, I just need him to get a better ha- haircut, and then I'll be fine. <laughs> it's the haircut. Yeah. Like, but that that was getting a little. They were spending a lot of time on that, and I was just like, "Take me back to hold on." Like, mm-hmm. um, I I like um, what's it? What's his name? What's the half elf? Uh, the half elf's name that is in love with Bronwyn. Oh, Arondir. Yeah, Arondir. He's uh, a he's a full elf. He's a oh, he's not half elf. No, he's a full elf. Oh, okay. There's very there's a. Elrond and his family are the only like half elves, technically. Okay. Um, everyone else is a full elf. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked him. He was super badass. Question: Is he oh, yeah. too badass? No. No, he's cool. Okay. No, no, yeah. he he's mm-hmm. good. No, I mean, you had Legolas. Right. Like, we had Legolas no. getting down a shield. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, he's not. Actually, he this this badass is actually quite moderate compared to what Legolas was doing in The Hobbit. Yeah. So he was doing stuff in The Hobbit that he wasn't even doing in Lord of the Rings. And he was doing a lot. He was yeah. doing the most in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, no, I think, no. I know I, I loved, I think his is one of my favorite portrayals of an elf because I think he felt so much like an elf. Like mm-hmm. the way he was moving and he was talking and the way he like acted, I was like, this is like the most elf to ever elf in like a show. Yeah. He's the most elfest elf. Yeah. So, I like, the way he was saying like sorry to a tree and stuff when he before he cut it down. Like that was that was great. Oh yeah. Uh and so I the- feel like they had to do that, make sure that he is like the most elf because he is a man of color into yeah. it. And I think he was perfect. I I mm-hmm. yeah. So that's where the hate's coming but, from. It's not trueness to the character. It's legitimate. Like, yeah, because he's not white. Yeah, because he's not white. Mm-hmm. That's basically what. And that really happens. It. That happens so much. Like the 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 standards are different, right? Like Legolas can do whatever he wants. 
and he's light skinned too like come on like he's literally beautiful and then they're still like they couldn't get the most beautiful man to be like because they're all attractive elves and i'm looking at him and his blue eyes and i'm just like like come on like this is an elf are those his real eyes the actor i'm not sure actually i don't know oh yeah they are i just I just clicked on it and I got he this is, like uh, crazy. Ismail, Ismail Cruz Cordova is a gorgeous man in Did life. you meet him? I'm a couple of times, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I in said, huh? San Diego. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, you were. I, I met him at San Diego for an event and I. You were down in San Diego. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was trying that to. Happened, yeah. I, I think I was trying to connect with you for San Diego, but like everybody who went to San Diego had so crazy schedules. And especially mm-hmm. you flying in. Did you spend a lot of time there or just like a- uh I think oh it was a while ago. So I, I think I flew in on the Wednesday night and I left uh Saturday night. Did you get invited or did you buy tickets? Yeah, or- so it, I know it was, it was Amazon brought me over and they were doing some like rings of our events. So I had like I had um uh I I got into the panel, rings of our panel, and yeah. there was um the day before, there was like a dinner with some of the cast, like pretty much all of the cast. Um, so, yeah. So I met him then, and then uh, he at the premiere after party as well. Um, rubbing yeah. elbows, rubbing <laughs> elbows with with elves. Yeah, it was fun. Everyone, yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and the and the cast are legitimately lovely, and they're like, um, they yeah, seem it's great. it's crazy. Yeah. And, it's, and they're like proper nerds about it as well. So it's so much fun to just have these. Are they really? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like they're, uh, they're, they're in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the um, first, oh, Gladriel, um, Mordred Clark. Yeah. Like, uh, so when we were having um, lunch, it was, you know, I was sitting next to like a new better do better who's like, he's on TikTok. He's a massive, he's like what I would call an actual expert. Because he knows everything. And he was, you know, talking to her about Galadriel and she was like responding and she knew everything. It was like she knew everything that he knew. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So they, they have read the books and they know the story and they know it's like they have read not just Lord of the Rings, they've read all the extended material and stuff. So yeah, it's it's just so much fun. And they're like, it's it's fun because they're proper nerds mm-hmm. who got like their dream job. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I just think it's I yeah no I have too many jokes okay um <laughs> um but yes Aaron Deer uh uh I liked him I liked him mm-hmm. in this in this show uh that being said the little kid kind of spoiled that story um for me but I did like the story of like this kind of this this town that it you know has kind of roots in what morgoth right they they stood with morgoth mm-hmm. uh in the past yeah. but how long ago was that would have been a long time ago right yeah i think in the show they say like a thousand years ago or something like that. <laughs> it's like i think I think, I think so because i think because wasn't she looking for um sauron for i'm trying to think how long she would he she was on a hunt yeah. for him and it, it's it's all a bit vague because um technically like Sauron created the rings and then like Isildur was born like a couple thousand years after like at that like near I think 
1,500 years after the rings were made or something like that. Mm. So the Isildur and Sauron making the rings didn't happen at the same time. But so they're just sort of compressing everything. And because of that, the timelines were different. Mm. I think, yeah, they said like several centuries or a thousand years. Or okay. It was a long time ago. Long time ago that it's not relevant anymore. But actually, that's one of my, that's one of the storylines I did like. The way they portrayed like how the elves view the time versus how the humans view it. Uh-huh. The elves are like, you guys are inherently evil and you're like, you're going to side with evil again. And the humans are like, but that was a long time ago. And the elves just don't understand that. You did like that and part I think or you I, didn't? I think, yeah, I think I, I really liked it because it's it's one of those things that like in Tolkien, it's something that adds complexity to the story uh, because in fantasy, especially in like older fantasy, there tends to be a view of like, it's very binary. You're like, you're either good or you're bad. And like being bad is in your blood and you're destined to be bad because your ancestors were bad. Right. And so I like that the show was doing a thing of like, the elves saying you're bad because your ancestors were bad. And the humans being like, no, that was a thousand years ago. We're different. Like yeah. evil isn't in our blood. And the elves are like, no, it is. You're destined to be evil. Right. And like that, that, dis- that disagreement I think was really interesting. And I think I'm really glad to share with that. It's one of the things I did enjoy. And then we find out in the show that essentially it's a choice, right? Yeah, exactly. They right. make the some choice. Of them choose to be some evil, of them. And some of them choose to be good. Yeah. They're just humans because they're human. Right. Um, I think that... They're going to get screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones who... I mean, both groups got screwed. Uh, what happened to both groups? They're, the humans that, like, are just chilling with the orcs, are they... Just, no, they're dead. They killed they're they, dead they, they, killed, they got, got sent in first in the, in the attack. Yeah. Yeah, they killed their own people. Mm. And that's, they were disguised as orcs, and the orcs um, sent them in to basically like tire out the. Yeah, that's right. So, so that was like a mind screwing moment. Who was the guy who, then, who turned the flood on? With oh, the sword. Voldrick, I, I want to say. I want to say Voldrick. Was he human, right? With w. He was yeah. human, yeah. And he sided with uh, Sauron. Well, who he thought was Sauron. But it's like. But it's Adar, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I liked Adar as well. I think he was a really interesting character. It's like, he was a really good villain for season one, and I hope he sticks around. Because I really want Halbrand as Sauron to meet Adar. You know, one like, thing I was disappointed with that, obviously in that storyline, I really wanted to see the transformation from the elves into um, the, um, help me the out, orcs. the orcs. Oh my gosh, why did that yeah. slip my mind? <laughs> I, would, I was just saying it, yes. But yes, the scene, because the orcs were once elves, and I've heard that for, you know, obviously from my ex and then from the stories and everything like that, and like, oh, they used to be elves that turned evil, and I was like, I really thought we were going to see, like, that transformation. Mm. And I really mm. wanted to see that. And maybe we will. Maybe we'll get flashbacks of that. We still could, I think. I think we still could. I mm-hmm. think if... I yeah, thought that's I what we were going to get. More, I maybe. thought that's what we, we were going to get when we saw the elves that were in captivity. Like, I really thought that that's what we were going to see them, take them, torture them, and turn them into orcs. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be like a long time ago of flashback because it was a... yeah. Uh, Because Adar talks about like how 
he was one of the, I think he, Adar is supposed to be one of the original elves who were kind of turned into orcs, but not fully. And then mm-hmm. others were fully turned into orcs. So he was like one of the first that was tortured in that way to be turned. Didn't he mention that they, I could be making this up, but mentioned that they were like his children or that they were of him? Yeah, I think I think that's what he's alluding to. I think, I don't know, I don't think he's, they're his literal children, but they're like, he's one of the first orcs, in a sense. Or, or but he hates when they die, right? Yeah, because he, it's, that's the other thing. So that's the other thing I think the show did really, really well, is the idea of orcs being elves. Um, and so Adar is like, we're, we're like, we're just you guys, but twisted into this thing, but we still have a right to live. And yeah. we are, we have like life inside us and you, you can't just exterminate us of, the, of, Earth, of like Middle Earth. Um, and gradual being like, no, you guys are cruel and you're evil and you deserve to die. And Adar is like, no, we are just like you. We just have been twisted into orcs. Um, and that's like, that was a Tolkien thing as well where Tolkien initially when he wrote orcs he was like they're evil you can just kill them all the time and it doesn't matter um and then he was like and then when he did that when he decided that orcs were corrupted elves he was then he was thinking but then you can't just kill them off because they are elves and so you can't just genocide them because that's evil and so that's that's something that Tolkien sort of thought about a lot of like can you kill orcs without consequence Right. Um, and so I think the show did that as well of like Adar being like, no, you can't just wipe us out and gradual just being like, I will hunt you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Kill every single one of you. And it's like, and suddenly it's a bit like, ooh, that's dark. Yeah. It's, that's genocide of orcs. Right. Suddenly we're a bit iffy about it. But to be fair, though, the orcs could just, if they were just stay in one spot, it would have been fine, but they don't. They have to go and ravish yeah. everything and kill everyone, yeah. too. So I mean, it's when like marching chant is, yeah, when your marching chant is death, 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 it's a bit, right. it's a bit hard to yeah. root for you. Right. Yeah. But we also don't know the, the historical, well, do we know the historical context of their, of their, uh, uh, of the inequities, let's just say? Like, maybe they're chanting death for a reason. I'm not saying they're yeah. the good guys. I'm just saying that in their minds, you know. Uh, it's their culture. Right. And yeah, and they're getting pushed. I mean, it's either that or genocide, right? Like, if the mm-hmm. other people don't even think they have a right to live. Yeah. Are I there mean, good orcs? Point, no. Like, not really. In no. canon? No, no, because no, they're like they're made to be evil. How are they made? What is the con? Like I don't know the. They were elves that were originally like twisted into like what they are now. With what torture twisted? Twisted how dark? It's dark. it's Tolkien, so it's all very vague. It's like oh. dark powers, evil magic, twisted yeah. and corrupted and tortured into orcs. And then, like that was the first generation. Then after that, they just have kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone else. And then then you got get into the uh two towers where you see Saruman making the orcais and then basically they're just hatching like these macho like beefed up on steroid orcs that are mm-hmm. called orcais. Yeah. Is that right? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. And that one's those even are... kind of even worse because it's a 
they may be a cross between orcs and humans, like breeding orcs and humans gives Urukai. Yeah, um, okay. So that's where that's where they come from, which is a bit even worse. Um, I think in the show, if you think about it right now, the orcs in the show, all they want is to just live in Mordor. They just want to live. They don't want to invade anywhere else. They're like, we found a home. We just want to live here where there's no sunlight so we can go about our day. Like, right. Day. That's all they want right now. And I think Sauron will go to Mordor and be like, okay, you guys are part of my army. We're going to invade the rest of the world. Yeah. Like like Scar and the Hyenas and Lion King. Yeah. Like, they just want to live. They just want a home. That's all they want. Yeah. The hyenas just, just wanted a fair That makes them sound so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But then they were manipulated by, you know, mm-hmm. Scar or Sauron. That's what we'll see Sauron doing, yeah. Has anyone done a mashup of Scar and Sauron? Scar-ron? <laughs> I think I can imagine um, in, one, in season two, once we get more Sauron clips, people will make mashups. Okay. Okay. I think Sauron being evil to the song of Scar. Um, I, 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 off topic, but kind of getting back into scenes that we liked and stuff. I really okay. like the scene with Galadriel and um, we found out with Sauron, like him asking like, like to basically be the queen and like, he's like, you're going to keep me t- grounded to the light. Like, let me just tell you guys when I would have joined him. If he would have said that to me, like, that's how corrupt I, corruptible I could be. I was like, okay, like, you were just going oh, bat no. your blue eyes at me. Like, okay. Oh, no. I, I, uh, oh, I hold you to the light. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, like I need help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I can't be swayed a little bit by, you know, uh, uh, you know, a bad girl of sorts, but I feel like at a certain point they're gonna say something like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and like death to all non-believers, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, nope, never mind, I'm out. Yeah. I'm good. I'm gonna." Well, see, out. the thing he didn't say that just yet. I think what did pull her to it is when he said, "I will rule. Yeah. We will rule and stuff like that." So it's kind of like that sense, and then I was just like. But in my head, it's like, oh, he'll change. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he'll change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can I fix mean, when him. He shows you, yeah. When he shows you that vision of like him and you and in the crown oh, and the reflection, yeah, and, and you're like, and you're like, huh, you know what? This isn't sounding like a bad idea anymore. Right? Like, yeah, that's, that's bad. Death. We yeah. got, yeah. We'll, we'll work on that, Mariah. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> Like I think I have great qualities, but he'll I, change for me. Like, I would never. I, I, I can make think anyone good. would change for me. So yeah. you know, uh, no one would change for me. But that's just like that's that's a toxicity yeah. in my head. Yeah, that's I fun. can't expect anyone to change for me. I yeah. mm-hmm. I'm I'm past that point. Um, I, I also think Henry Cavill, if he knew I existed, would go after me. So it's also a toxic trait. Okay. Oh, are we so just picking our people who who would definitely oh, yeah. sway us? Because, yeah, yeah, if, like, Jessica Chastain came up to me, I have a long list of, I guess, people who would come up to me and say, hey, you want to rule the world together? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. So maybe I, maybe I can, I can uh, relate a little. You see? Bit, you know? Mm-hmm. See, exactly. Yeah. 
honestly that shot honestly that shot was very beautiful it was very persuasive i'm not gonna lie it was just like a beautiful the one where you see sauron with the with the oh yes and then her yes yes like inside the reflection of the water when they're because it was like a call of them being on the boat and you just see it in the water and i'm just like first of all that was beautifully shot Mm -hmm. and it was just like right there was enough for me like i looked over my brother and i was like yeah he got me Uh, he got me (laughs) my brother looked over at me he was like he got me too it's too similar to ray and kylo ren like i'm just like ray don't do it don't don't give (laughs) it i haven't seen it what's up yeah i haven't i haven't seen it but this is from um the new films right yeah you haven't seen doubles yeah you haven't seen actually that's true you haven't wow any of star wars I haven't seen. I know. I know roughly what happens in them, so I'm just like I don't need to see them because I I know what happens. No, just do it. I said the same thing about Lord of the Rings and look at us now. Yeah, look at me now. Look, I never. I will get around to it. I will get around to it. I never thought I'd be doing a key episode talking about anything Lord of the Rings related because it's not in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. I did it, so you got to watch Star Wars. I will. I I keep talking about. I will get around to it. Start with Rogue One what really no mm-hmm. oh. no no trust me just do it thank I, me later start with rogue one and then go to new hope don't listen to anyone else do that but then you're going to okay. expect star wars to be like rogue one it's about Mm-mm. setting expectations no. no it's not no storyline trust okay. me i mean trust no. me I hear andor is really good is andor andor, andor is amazing happens. and one of the best things to happen to star wars ever mm-hmm. i will just the keep full- it the it's before rogue one it's a prequel to a prequel yeah okay i just tell him tell you just yeah just go with rogue one it lays out the foundation and it's better understanding of what's happening in new hope because there's a lot of gaps in new hope that you don't really know if as a new watcher you haven't really sit down and watch star wars but you Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure he's pretty decent about understanding that that was Mm -hmm. made in the 70s and everything he's more mature he's seen films and stuff so he knows how to get this but for storyline purposes it is about the story i promise you start with rogue one i will it will keep you hooked Mm -hmm. onto it and and you'll want to know what happens next and then go with new hope and finish it off right there and then go back to the prequels you're bringing up a good point Yep. Um, but back to the Ben and Ray section that you said, yeah. when he said please to her, yes, that got me too in the theaters. Like mm-hmm. when he said, join me, please. Yeah, that please, I would have turned. <laughs> I, I have said please. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he just said please. And I was just like, okay, that's all you had to say. At least yeah. Halibrand, Halibrand's different because Kylo Ren um, literally murdered billions of people. So. I think that I can cut Halibrand some slack when he's trying to sway Galadriel. Oh, Sauron has done some messed up things. Before that point? In the first stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's he's trying to... What what we're kind of forgetting now is that... At the point of swaying? Galadriel knows... Oh, yeah. Galadriel knows for a fact that Sauron killed her brother. Okay. Yeah, uh, and like it, 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 they allude to it in the show, but in the books, what happens is that um, this, there's a quest that they go on, right? And like some a human called Beren, like Galadriel's brother, Finrod, is going on a quest, um, and they get captured by Sauron. And so there's like 
11 of them, I think, I don't know the exact, I think it was like 14 of them or something like that, or I think 10 or 11 of them, I think is the number. Sauron captures them, throws them in a dungeon, and then every day, a werewolf goes down into the dungeon and kills one of them. A werewolf? Oh, there's werewolves in, there's werewolves and vampires in Lord of the Rings. That's the thing, yeah. The Silmarillion is wild. How, how, why That's is what this I the mean. first time I'm, I'm hearing about this? I'm a big werewolf <laughs> Sauron fan. turns into a... If you, you need to read a story called um, Of Beren and Luthien, um, it's a beautiful story. And in that, there's werewolves, Sauron turns into a vampire, there's a talking dog. It's wild. It's a crazy story. But yeah. Okay. So there's like... All right. So like the 10 of the elves get killed one by one. By one. And the final day, he sends one of the werewolves to kill the human. Um, and so Sauron's, uh, Gladiel's brother, Finrod, jumps in front of it and fights the werewolves, manages to kill it, but he gets badly injured and he dies. So Sauron essentially killed her brother. So, and he's done, and he's been working for Morgoth and like waging wars and killing elves and humans for a long time. So he's killed a lot of people. Sauron has done some messed up things. And Gladiel okay. knows this. But... But could it's still like, be swayed a, by her relationship yeah, one, with Halibrand? I think once she realizes that he's Sauron, she's like, oh, no, okay, there's no way. Okay. He's evil now. Okay. And then at that oh, point, yeah. it's Sauron being like, hey, I might be bad, but you could join me and together we could be good. And I'm she's just, just like, no, you're, you're evil. Yeah, oh, yeah, that whole storyline of them becoming like friends or coming together won't happen. Yeah, because Rey and Kylo Ren are in Star Wars a little bit different. They're literal enemies until he asks her to join him. I don't find that very swayable. As opposed to Halibrand and Galadriel, okay, it's a little bit more swayable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, but it's, at, it's gone at this point because we know what, what yeah. happens. So, yeah. no, mm-hmm. it's a, no, there's no sway at this no. point. She's, no. No. It makes sense. I think, yeah. I think the moment is when uh, he says, well, I think, Kylo I think Ren mentioned and, it. And, Oh, sorry, but the, I was just saying the Star Wars yeah. about Kylo and and Rey, um, it was a little bit more swayable because they were literally like connected, like they had like the same force yeah. since yeah, mm-hmm. that's that whole storyline. That's how they explained it. But on this sense, they wanted you to like basically show like her um well, of course, you know, trying to help and everything like that. But it's because of her arrogance of her not being able to rest, therefore brought evil back into middle earth because like he was going away he was going to stay away from middle earth because to repent because he was um going to be prosecuted by the creators um for his bad deeds and stuff like that and he was running away from that prosecution from them but then he you know runs into swims up galadriel and then she's like so determined to get back there to destroy the very enemy that that because she couldn't let go of her revenge and the enemy was with her the whole entire time and therefore she brought him back to middle earth classic hubris really mm-hmm. yeah class and then and then, and and then realizes... the, yeah and then at the yeah. end of it the one ring that's the, and then like when frodo brings her the one ring and then she was just like that whole part where she goes all crazy and is all like demonized and everything like that and then she passed the test because that was the final test from Sauron that brings up that storyline of tempting her to be um, his queen I guess you say be his queen again and then she denies it and then that's when she's like I have passed the test I will go west my journey has ended Mm -hmm. 
Does she go? Yeah, she go to Valinor at the end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Oh. the weather sailing is the same. So it's a really nice full circle moment of like in the very first episode of this show, they sail to Valinor, but she jumps off and she's like, and it's almost a sort of like I don't deserve to go yet. I'm not worthy of it yet. Um, and then like five seasons and then like all of Lord of the Rings later, right at the end of Lord of the Rings, it's mm. like, I'm finally worthy to go. So she sails again. This time she doesn't leave the ship. She sails all the way. So it's like a really nice full circle moment of, for Galadriel's arc, yeah. starting at Rings of Power and ending with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Is Sauron destroyed all the way for back good is kind of... at the end of Lord of the Rings? Is Sauron destroyed yeah. for good? Near, yeah, near enough. Basically, does do they never get destroyed ever? When you say near he, enough, you're like, he can't really die. Um, he's um, Sauron is what's called a Maya, Maya spirit. He's, he's sort of like one of the angels created with the universe before the universe, um, and then like Sauron and like all these angels and archangels and demigods, oh, kind of like half gods. You know, half gods there. They're not gods, but they're like archangels. They're just below God. Okay. Um, all of these angels sang to create the world. So Sauron's spirit exists outside the universe. So he can't really die. But when the ring is destroyed, his spirit is so spread out and so scattered that he can't ever come back. Okay. Yeah, so he's near enough to death that it doesn't matter. Okay. Who are the three people in, in Rings of Power? the three bad guys that were like a trio who were like, oh, you are Sauron. And then like, he's oh, like, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Who are those? Like, I know, actually. The they, weird, I try like, to call them like people, right? the, yeah, mystics, kind of like the angels of death in that kind of sense. Um, I'm not really sure if they no, gave them a name. No yeah. Like, no I idea. don't know where they they're came not, from. Yeah. They're not in the books, but no idea who they are. Are they alluding some cult to of Sauron? Some... Maybe. Um, yeah, some cult of Sauron, because once Morgoth was defeated, it's like the remnants of his followers, you know, keeping I, the tradition going and being like Sauron's they... gonna take over, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. At first I thought they were going to make them you remember like the people who rode like those dragons and with hunting no, Frodo for the ring. Then yeah, I thought it was gonna be like lead up into like that storyline, maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. They're destroyed now, so. Oh yeah, yeah. They were destroyed. Well, I mean, it could be. They could be more. I don't know. Yeah, like looking. Could be. I they don't came know. from the east, I think. Right? They're supposed to come from the east. Um, and now it was probably Gandalf is going to the east. Mm -hmm. So we might learn more about them next season. Yeah. Are we? Are we gonna see like Smaug? Probably not. No, Smaug is yeah. Smaug is a long, long time after this. Do dragons yeah, live a long time? Not that. Yeah. One. Yeah, I think. I think we're going to see another dragon, mm. aren't we? Like another protagonist dragon that's like just be bigger than him, like Smaug. Yeah. I'm not sure. Smaug doesn't come down to the mountain a long time after Lord of the Rings. Um, well, a long time before Lord, long time after the show, before Lord of the Rings. Mm. Like, Smaug, I think, I don't know the exact time, but Smaug's been up in the mountain for like a hundred years, a couple hundred years, maybe max. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I thought we were going to see another dragon. 
if we'll if see. they do a back, if they do a flashback, we could see a dragon the size of three mountains being killed. Oh yeah, that's when, what I was um, thinking. Elrond's Elrond's dad slams a flying ship made of mithril into his chest. That's also in the Silmarillion. It's wild. That's in the past. Mm -hmm. That's before this. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Wait, what's the Elrond's, whole mithril Elrond's thing? Dad is a... Oh, the mithril, yeah. How, how, do, how do you guys... What, do you, what did you think of the story of mithril and the origin of mithril and all that stuff? Wait, did they know that there was mithril before then? Yeah, mithril yeah. exists in a few places. It exists in Valinor. It exists under the mountain. The story of mithril in the show is completely made up. It's not from the books at all. Okay. Wait, yeah. like not at all? Like it doesn't fit. So, uh, the idea, it doesn't fit at all because the idea of a Silmaril being in a tree is just crazy. Because there's only three Silmarils, and at the end of the first stage, we know exactly where they are. Like one is up in the sky, one is in like mountain of lava, and one is in the ocean. So there's no Silmaril in a tree. What's so, sil what Silmaril? You know, they talked about how there was a thing in a tree and the lightning struck it and then yeah. that lightning created Mithril. That's impossible. Like, that could not happen. But that's okay. why also Elrond is like, this story is, like, made up and, like, it's a legend, but it's not true. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not from the book. That's, that's, that's one of the changes where I'm like, I don't know why they made this change and I don't know why they're making Mithril so special. Yeah. It's already like a really strong missile. I don't know why they need to like give it the light or whatever. Yeah, that's one of the changes where I'm just like, that's one of the things that brings the show down from a nine to an eight for me. For a 7.5, it's like, it's a change that doesn't work and just messes up everything else. Because if you think about it, um, like if Mithril can protect elves and save them, like Frodo's wearing a chainmail made of Mithril. Like he has so much Mithril. Mm. So, like, why isn't he protected from evil all the time? Right? Okay. Like, when he gets stabbed by the Nazgul, like, Mithril should be making them go away because he's make, he's wearing so much Mithril. So, mm -hmm. it's it's one of those changes that just, like, doesn't make sense with everything else. Yeah. Also, they should have stressed. What's crazy, also, I would say, when you say that about Frodo, always didn't understand why they didn't just put, like, the ring on, like, a mouse or something and just like let it walk around and like, kept it on a leash because Frodo because Sam picked up Frodo who was wearing the ring and Sam was not corrupted so you mean to tell me the whole time they could like tape that on to like a mouse or something so there is a reason for that. there is a reason um the ring doesn't ring isn't like depending on who's carrying it ring has like an aura effect so it affects everyone around it. The only reason that Sam can carry Frodo is because Sam is just that legend awesome. That okay. Ring is like Ring is okay. trying to corrupt him, but it just isn't working. Um, this is like okay. one of the bits from the book that was cut in the film, but there is a paragraph in the book where um, like after Frodo gets captured by the orcs and Sam has to carry the ring for a bit when he yeah. has to go rescue Frodo, he there's a moment when he gets the ring and then he goes up to the mountain and then he sees all of Mordor. He's just about to go into Mordor and he sees mm -hmm. the whole valley and the ring gives him a vision and the ring is like, ring tells him, hey, you can be the leader of great armies and like together we can destroy oh, them yeah. out on and you can take over. And Sam, Sam is like, no, I don't want to be the leader. And then the ring, ring shows him a vision of like 
whole of Mordor turned into a garden and you can like, like be like, oh, we can rescue this land and you can be the gardener and we can make it pretty again. And Sam is like, no, I don't want to be the gardener of a whole kingdom. I just want to have my own land and I just want to have that small land in the Shire. So the ring tries to tempt him and it fails. Is it because Sam so already has Sam, what he wants to be happy? Sam is just so wholesome and Sam knows what he wants and he doesn't want big things and he just he just wants his hope, like simple life in the Shire. So the ring just can't tempt him. And so that's why he can carry Frodo, because the ring just fails to work on him. Because it's Sam, right? you're right. Because yeah. he's like Sam. That. He's awesome. Yeah. It makes me cry. Okay, yeah. we're getting yeah. on Lord of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's perfect. Yeah. Sam is awesome. Um, Sam is the best. In the show, though, Mithril has powers that it doesn't normally have in the other continuities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, it, like, it can heal the elves. Which is completely made up for the show. Okay. Like Mithril can't. Mithril is just, it's a really valuable metal and it's like, it's stronger than iron and it's like, like unbreakable and all of that, but it's just a metal. It doesn't have any magical properties. Yeah. That's okay. the show made that up. Interesting. Yeah, I did find that was a little weird about that, but mm-hmm. I was just like, only reason why I could think of doing that is just to make that storyline more, I don't know, to mm-hmm. say, um, I don't know. Yeah, I will have to agree. I I did find it weird because it would have been just fine if they were just mining it and it was just dangerous because that would still be a big stake because they do need that metal for you know mm-hmm. armies and everything. But I was very confused with the whole like bringing the trees to life. Is it was it just that tree like those type of trees that it, like the trees of the elves or does it have powers for? I think they were saying like it's got that one tree and then like an elf and a balrog was fighting over that tree and when the lightning struck it like weird things happened with the good and evil and it's a mixture of stuff it's a weird story and it doesn't make any sense and I, okay yeah. okay um, what are the that might have been rings? one of the sections I got zoned out on mm-hmm. they dilute yeah, they dilute the mithril and make them into rings right mm-hmm Mm-hmm. none of those three are the rings the ring right no 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 but, no no no. he they haven't forged that yet right or he hasn't how many rings are there 20 tw- there 20. will be 20 right now there's only three but mm-hmm. um sauron will um convince he gave seven to the drawers three of them were elves which actually weren't actually the three elves that have them but it's fine and then seven to the drawers and wasn't there like Sauron gives nine to men. Gives the yeah, rings nine to. It's no, he, it's he, weird. He, yeah. he convinces uh, them to make mm-hmm. them. Yeah, it's yeah. The, well, the elves make all the rings. Um, in the story, I think uh, Calibrimbor and Sauron work together to make all the rings. Um, all twenty, well, nineteen of them. Sauron makes the one ring on his own. Um, but the other nineteen, well, Calibrimbor makes the three elven rings on his own. Sauron and uh, Calabrimbo together make the other like 16 and then Sauron makes one on his own as well. Um, but the the originally all of the rings were supposed to be for the elves. Um, like the elves made the rings for themselves not to give away. Um, and then once the rings were made, Sauron then took, well he tried to take all of them. The elves kept three and Sauron took the others um, and then gave it to elves and uh, humans and dwarves. I think the show might do something different. Um, I also don't want to spoil like season two because uh, 
things are gonna get dark. What what okay, uh give me give me a premise of what you think season two is gonna be. Wait, think it's gonna be, or you know what season two is about? I mean, I know what the book does, but the show is in a very different place to the book. Okay. To the like the story. Uh, because the three elven rings, I think, were made last. So they made all the other rings, and then they made three elven rings, and then they made and then Sauron made his one. Um, but they're doing it in a weird order, so they make the elven rings. But so I don't know if it, how it's going to work if the dwarves are going to make the seven dwarf rings, or he to make the other rings. Halbrand has to go back to Celebrimbor mm. and convince him to make the other rings, but yeah. he's already left. So I don't what know if how he, the other rings what, are going to get. What made. if he gets like? corrupts his mind yeah, from like a distance maybe. and then he does it on his own and everything like that like without like him like really realizing that's what he's doing and then mm-hmm. and they take it as like kind of like a peace treaty to the dwarves and the elves and yeah. then it's not hard for Sauron just to give them to the men because the men are going to be like yeah Sauron, I want power uh, once, the el- once the elves make the ring they don't give it away willingly. Um, the way Sauron ends up getting the rings is dark and brutal. And, uh, it's going to be rough for the elves of that yeah. Why? He's going and slaughter him? Like, what's... Uh, do you want me to tell you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll... Yeah, yeah I don't mean it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah he, uh, he... Once the rings are made, when Sauron makes the one ring on his own, the elves realize that, oh, wait, he was controlling us this whole time and he was manipulating us. So mm-hmm. they like shut him out and they keep the rings and they guard the rings. And then Sauron sends his armies to Eregion, burns that place to the ground uh, and gets all the rings except the three elven rings. Um, and then he tortures Calabrimbo to try and get the other rings, the last three rings. And Calabrimbo doesn't give them up. He keeps he he gives them away and he keeps it a secret who has the rings. Um, and then Sauron essentially kills him, has him killed, and then use his body as a flag when he just burns the place to the ground mm. and destroys the Elven city. So Which Elven city? Is gonna, uh, the place where they made the rings. Region. Okay, that's not Valinor? Uh, Wait, no, no, Valinor is the, yeah, no. Valinor no, is in the west, yeah. the far west, yeah. That so place two, yeah. that we saw, that burns. Yeah, that city where they were making the rings, that place gets wiped out. Oh god. Where do the elves it's wait the oh the elves are in Rivendale, right? Uh no, yeah, no. So there's two elven cities that we saw. There was the one where Gilgalad was king and okay. ruling. And then there was the place where there's the other city where Celebrimbo made the rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the the one near the the one near the dwarf city, um, is the Smith, is where the dwarf elf smiths live. And all of the elves there get wiped out. Um, there's a whole stories of like uh, Elrond leading armies to protect it, and then arriving too late. And uh-huh. yeah. but season two, if they if they if that happens in season two, there's going to be some big battles and uh, some wars happening. Yeah, is that what we're missing out on? We didn't really get too big of battles or anything, right? Yeah, I think this season they didn't want to do battles. I think it was just that one in Southwest, but there's going to yeah. be a few in the coming seasons. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's kind of funny to me that so like Game of Thrones and um 
Lord of the Rings that they did they wanted to keep it away from each other because they didn't want to like they want to be completely different from each other like for instance like the way that the intro just the intro itself um they didn't do the map of mm-hmm. of Middle Earth because Lord of the Rings at the Game of Thrones um has the map that's what they were known for it's like their intro so they're like okay mm-hmm. we don't want to be like you know Game of Thrones, so we're going to do something different. And then this season, House of Dragons didn't do the map at all. Yeah, <laughs> and I just they thought did the family I, tree. They did the family tree, and I really and they kind of resembled what Lord of the Rings was doing. And I really do think Lord of the Rings needs to have like the map scale, so we know like where yeah. it's going and everything. It's definitely a show that needs that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, Game of Thrones is known for all the battlefield battles and everything like that. And we didn't really have too many. We had the one. Um, yeah, the one with Damon. Yeah. And, and the then the same yeah. thing. And then the same thing with this season. Like, I they didn't do too many battles until, like, really the end of it. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like they both were just like, okay this show's going to have a lot of battles, so we're going to keep it different. We're going to keep it to this storyline. And they both ended up being very similar to, like, mm-hmm. even, like, to the T that both of the kings died the same week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, they, both the, yeah. they both <laughs> the kings died the same week, and they both mistaked someone to being another person in the bed with them. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's wild how that turned out. Yeah, I think it's it, they still feel different. I think Game of Thrones, like House of the Dragon, and Rings of Power, feel like very different shows right. in the like, aesthetic and the feel and like, yeah. I mean, how? Uh, yeah, House of Dragons for me, it was very much. Um, I I really enjoyed the storyline of that one, and it did keep me more entertained. Maybe because it was shorter, maybe on time, so it kept my. Or maybe it's also because the fact that I'm used to watching Game of Thrones on TV. So I sit Mm -hmm. down Sunday nights with my family in the dark in our living room. But versus Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power, I'm just not used to seeing it on the TV. So it did Mm -hmm. kind of affect my viewing on that one. Maybe it's just something I have to get used to. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think because we're so used to seeing Middle-earth stuff in the film format rather than like one-hour episodes, it's kind of weird seeing, yeah, it's, it's definitely something we have to get used to, seeing right. Middle-earth and like Lord of the Rings stories, one on a small screen and also in just like one-hour episode yeah. chunks rather than like three-hour films. But that being said, I don't want to see Lord of the Rings, I mean, Game of Thrones stuff in Lord of the Rings at all. Like, I was terrified of that. I was like, oh my gosh, like Amazon called for a Game of Thrones version of Lord of the Rings. Like, I don't want to see hobbits and dwarves orgies. Like, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not looking for all of this. But in Game of Thrones, I'm like, yes, the incest. This is what I'm here for. Dragons. And yeah, yeah it well, was... I mean, thematically, like Lord of the Rings is just a little bit more family friendly. I know that there's death oh, yeah. and wars and all that stuff, but it's about a brotherhood, so it's it's supposed yeah. to be. It's very pure. The whole theme of the story is it? very much more. It's more positive, and it's more about like, hey, we're good at the end of the day, and we're striving right. to good. Whereas in House of the Dragon, right. it's like we're all terrible people, and we're all white of power. And that's what we want to see. We just want to see terrible people yeah. and dragons, and that's what it mm-hmm. gave us. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that Mariah, that you're getting what you want. Then, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got what I wanted from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I got wholesome and I got good versus evil. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I might have been attracted to the evil. Wasn't expecting that, but the you evil know, was we very all attractive. have a It's hard. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to thank both of you so much for coming on the show today. And taking time out of your day to talk uh, rings of power with me. Um, both of you do amazing work, and I'm 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 really uh, uh, honored to have both of you here, especially with the the amount of knowledge that both of you have. I like I'm over here being like I'm here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking questions. I'm I'm here. You, you know. We're going to get you onto this encyclopedia of Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. We're going to come back <sighs> with season two, and then you're going to know all the language yeah you know all the characters and all the yeah. lores i fo- i follow so it. many things i follow so it used to be the fact like people used to be like hey do you like lord of the rings and i'm like look i can respect it but if i pick it up like i'm already following so much more stuff and if i like it then i'm gonna be in and it's so much like mm-hmm. i'm already like star wars and dc and marvel and I mean, a bunch of other stuff. And it's like, okay, am I adding Lord of the Rings to it now? I yeah, guess so. I'm there. I guess so. Hey, I got There's Marvel, only so many DC. things you can be. Yeah. I don't know. I got, like I, nerdy about so many things. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll never be at your guys' I got level. Star. I got Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and then I got um, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. So I got five. I'm trying to think what else I have. Now. Harry I Potter? I love Harry Potter. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I got you know. Harry Potter mm-hmm. too. Parts of Caribbean. We <sighs> gotta keep going. Oh, oof, oof. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll you know if we do a Pirates of the Caribbean, if there's a new movie that comes out, I'll make sure to 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 get Mariah in on it. Yes. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna trust me. That's my Pirates of Caribbean. Oh, love it. Okay. Thanks for life. <laughs> During uh, that time period, you either like the Orlando Bloom from Pirates of the Caribbean or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. At that time, I was in Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. that's just what it was. That's Which fair. version yeah. of Orlando Bloom did you like in the 2000s? <laughs> right. Yeah. The Pirate of the Elf. Yeah. Pirate of the Elf. <laughs> I mean, I like the first film. The first film was really good. I don't know. I don't remember much about the others. Mm. Yeah, they're amazing. There's five, right? We count the three. But yes. But there's five. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't count the ones without Orlando Bloom and Kim Knightley? No. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Those Fair. two, like the last two, I don't even remember anything about. I just know that Jack Sparrow was in them and a lot of stuff happened. That's all I know. Okay. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah. good. One is about Poseidon's trident. And I forget which one it was. The last one. Okay. But that has Orlando Maybe. Bloom in it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. It does a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he shows up at the end, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little bit yeah. in the beginning, but it follows their son. Who now plays Nightwing on Titans. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've seen a couple episodes of that show. It's pretty good. Titans? Um, Titans, yeah. I hate it so much, I like, but I watch every episode. Is it? I've seen the first couple. I don't know what happens after that. Let me let me put it this way. Like, again, like comic books are like my Lord of the Rings for you, you know? Uh, where I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh no! Oh no! They're do they're they've murdered my boy. That's a Harry <laughs> Potter reference. They've killed my boy. Um, Nightwing's a, an amazing character, but in the show, he's like Batman, but just young and edgier. 
and yeah you know i don't know it's that's my thing with a lot of like dc stuff and like um it's just so dark and gritty and edgy and i'm just yeah. like i can't be honest I which isn't the source material yeah. the source material is not yeah. about that the source material is hope and legacy and you have a child that is gonna be a superhero too and like there's kind of a yeah. like that's kind of dc's thing like marvel mm-hmm. is supposed to be the edgier one because it's more realistic but the movies are yeah. the opposite that's the thing where i'm like i like the batman film with um Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah. I'm just like, can we, can we, like, can we have a different version of Batman yeah. that isn't dark and edgy and moody all the time? Well, we tried. They tried that, and then they gave Ben Affleck hell. So I mean, they tried. Yeah, they tried. I know. I don't, I don't dish Batfleck because like, I like, like a non-brooding Batman. I just want like a non-brooding. I guess I don't know. I don't know. In the, I don't know how it works in the comics. But now in my mind, when I say a non-brooding Batman, it doesn't make sense because in my head. Batman is brooding and dark and emo and edgy. I mean, you can have it all different ways, right? Like, if you ever watch Batman the Animated Series, like, you get a dark Batman that's still family-friendly, that mm-hmm. has his demons, but he's not so engulfed by it, and he's able to build a Bat family. Because that's that's my personal opinion. It's like, Batman by himself, he's cool. I love him. But the Bat family is where his story, like his real good stories, take place, and his character growth is when he yeah. realizes he doesn't have to do it alone. But you know, it is what it is. We'll talk later about that one. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank you both so much for for coming on the show. Where can people find you, uh, Annex? Where can people find you uh, uh, online? I am uh, mainly on uh, TikTok. That's uh, just at Annex Wilson or um, Fantasy Annex. Uh, you have TikTok. two TikToks? No, it's well. The username is Annex Wilson, but then I go, but then the name TikTok changed it, so now yep. it's not your username that shows up. It's like they prioritized it, so the name that you set for your page, yeah, shows up on like on your video display more prominently. So yeah. yeah, it's so so it's Fantasy Annex um, on TikTok, uh, and then on like Twitter and like Instagram and stuff, it's just at Annex Wilson. Okay. Yeah. YouTube as well, Annex Wilson. If you want to go and watch some really old videos, I'm going to start posting more on YouTube as well. Okay. All right. Uh, I look forward to it. You do great work. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mariah, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok. And I tweet a little bit, not much. I mostly tweet about Star Wars on that. But you can find me at Mariah Carly with two Y's at the end. And about it where'd the other why come from because i got tired of people thinking my last name was um carrie so i just put an extra y at it and it worked like Mm -hmm. i kept getting spams all the time of people thinking oh you're mariah carrie so i just put a second y at the end and then all the spam stopped that's the only reason right because they're like mariah carrie wouldn't have two y's in her name right They yeah. just said I had to outsmart them, and I couldn't think of anything else, so I just put an extra Y. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, both of you do amazing work, and for anyone out there again who is listening to the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, uh, they can't see our display names, so hopefully, uh, you guys caught all that, but hopefully, you follow Annex and follow Mariah. Uh, on social media. Uh, if you're watching us live or watching us after the fact, but you're 
watching our faces. That's on twitch.tv slash the King Show or youtube.com slash the King Show. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the King Show. So pretty much the King Show everywhere at the King Show slash the King Show. You can find us. We're on Facebook too and Twitter, though those aren't really our, our main focuses. Instagram and TikTok are the biggest ones. And then our live streams slash podcasts are as well. Um, thank you both of you so much for, for coming on. Thank you to everybody out there for listening and or watching. Uh, if you want to give back to the show, patreon.com slash the Keeg show. You can find a subscription tier that kind of uh, works for your donation. Um, and uh, we do a couple of different shows. We do the and or after show every Wednesday night, uh, at least Wednesday night in the States. Uh, I know, uh, uh, Annex, that you're eight hours ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. So we will it is uh, now eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, we do the Andor after show on Wednesday nights. We do comic talk on Thursday nights or uh Thursday, yeah, Thursday nights. And then we do the key talks here. Now it's every week because uh we got Wakanda Forever coming out next week. And we're gonna be mm-hmm. talking about that. So this is a weekly podcast now. So uh thank you guys so much for everything. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Key Talks, the Rings of Power. Take care, everybody. Bye. Super strong or super fast Gotta beat the